All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. Around the table today, we have Pastor Jonathan Van Hoogen from Day Spring Reformed Church. We have Pastor Russ Herman from Cloverdale Reformed Church. I'm Josh Bells from The Well Boise. We have a special guest host today, Emily Bateman with The Salter Project. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I, my name is Emily Bateman, as you already said. Uh, we moved to the Treasure Valley about a year ago and are so happy to be here. Just bought a house, which is incredible in this market. That's a mm. God story. I'll have to tell another time. <laughs> um, but uh, so Salter Project is all about singing the Psalms. Uh, we take faithful translations of the Bible and put them to original music. So you have four albums out right now. Uh, we have, oh, sorry, three, you have three, and one said, is just about. Day, yeah. No, it's okay. It's a perfect lead-in. June 24th. Keep that date in the back of your mind, because that is when we are going to release our new album, Bitter Herbs, and also have a debut concert at Cloverdale United Reformed Church. So Here's the fun thing. You mentioned this off-air. So, Emily... Bateman goes to Jonathan's church, you and your husband and family, right? Yes. Day Spring. Day Spring, sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of your uh, musicians, which is also your brother-in-law, John Shindell, he's mm-hmm. one of our song leaders at The Well, and then we're going to be having this concert over at Cloverdale. So there's actually a connection between all three churches right here. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So they can find more about you at salterproject.com, that's P A S. L-T-E-R project.com. Yes. And P.S. as in the Psalms. <laughs> yeah. So you can say Psalter, right? Uh, the, so they can find out information about your albums. They can find out information about the concerts coming up. Yes. Okay. Excellent. Well, we've covered several things the last, um, the last few days on the Psalms. Today, we're going to go right into singing. Now, I I was in a, a seeker-friendly church for, for about 10 years, and um, I mean, we sang psalms, and I'm using air quotes, um, because we we would sing th- things like, uh, better is one day in your courts. That's a, a, a rendition of Psalm 84. I remember As singing- the deer. You know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly, or Psalm, psalm 42, 42, or um, we, we sang Probably a version- Probably Psalm 23. We sang a version of, one, of Psalm 121. So um, it wasn't completely foreign to my experience in the Seeker Friendly Church, but if if someone were were to suggest that we should sing psalms, that would be like, what? Why would we sing psalms? Yeah, you were singing uh, sp- uh, so- uh, songs that were influenced by the by the psalm. Like for instance, as the deer, you, you, there's might be three verses. One of them is directly from scripture. The other ones are created, um, you know spiritual songs that somebody has uh, written. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is one of the unique things about Salter Project um, is that we do stick to scripture. Um, and there's been quite a resurgence of psalm singing in various circles uh, in these more, mm-hmm. I don't know, recent years, um, which is really encouraging to hear. But the vast majority of them still uh, live in the paraphrase world where we, you know, try to take, you know, the essence of the psalm and communicate it well. But the problem with that is it always comes with someone's interpretation. Yeah, there's a kind of a, you try to make a dynamic equivalence of something, Mm -hmm. but you really are only uh, interpreting rather Mm -hmm. than uh, letting the song speak for itself. And the nice thing about uh, singing psalms is, you know, the... You know the psalms are composed under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and and so you are singing inspired scripture when you do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would just be helpful to take a step back and just talk about um, 
the different variations of of psalmody. Um, and so Emily's kind of been alluding to it, but it really does have a pretty broad spectrum. Um, so you have those that are like Josh was talking about some of, of the modern um, choruses. choruses or whatever are, are taking just little snippets um, and they, they form at least a starting point sometimes, but then there is great liberty taken as far as the rest of the song. And the rest of the song is not necessarily something that's not biblical um, in its theology, but it, it's not necessarily singing a psalm. It's singing something that is psalm-influenced. Then you have those psalms that are arranged to music that there is a little bit more paraphrase, um, artistic license used, um, and even might even be closer to a hymn because it's yep. it you know it's all influenced by that particular scripture. And even churches that say they they're singing exclusive psalmody are singing these type of of psalms that have been largely paraphrased um and then you've got those that are very um a little bit more influenced by the actual text of scripture metrical made into a metrical verse and then you just keep going on that spectrum to those that are, are will only sing um the actual words in the text with little to basically no alteration whatsoever so when you talk about psalmody, you're talking about a large spectrum, and so you kind of have to know well, what do they mean by we mm-hmm. sing psalms, um, because mm-hmm. it can mean a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So that's an important question to ask, right? Um, maybe, maybe more broadly for our listeners, because um, I, I don't know if all of our listeners are are even in a, a, a church that would like openly say, "Oh, we sing psalms." So let's make an apologetic. Like, why should churches sing the psalms well there's one easy answer god says to (laughs) Mm -hmm. he says to where does he say that well there's a couple different places and specifically in the new testament we have ephesians 5 19 and colossians 3 16 which both talk about singing psalms hymns and spiritual songs some people would even say those three words should be translated as three different types of psalms, but regardless, psalms need to be included in that. If you consider just, the Old Testament... <laughs> I would just, just briefly mm-hmm. talk about that and just say much of modern churches are actually really, quite honestly, living in disobedience um, by not having psalms as part of, of their liturgy. I mean, you can... You can say whatever you want, but this is actually a clear command of Scripture. Yeah, it, it is one of the very, very few, very clear commands that we have in the New Testament regarding what our worship should look like. And, and you, whether you end up saying that all three terms are dealing with different aspects of the Psalter itself, at a minimum, you know it's telling, commanding us to sing the Psalms. Yep. I mean, you can't you can't dodge that. The one of one of the wonderful things about singing psalms is this is the common possession of the whole church, mm-hmm. you know, the church universal, the church, um, you know, through the ages, you know, not just you know from from the time of the psalms writings to now, we we are singing with the church. We the church have all sung these songs to 
to the Lord yeah, and pray. The, the church of the Old Testament. Yep. Not the just church the, of the church of the Old Testament. Today. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, 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 and Emily was going to make one more point. And this is a non-sectarian kind of way to sing. You know, I mean, you might have, you know, let's say you have, uh, you know, Baptist hymnology or, you know, Presbyterian hymnology or whatever. This is, this is, this is the possession of all of us. You're going to make one more point about the Old Testament. Well, that I, essentially just what we've already been saying that um, if we look not on, a lot of people like to you know make a distinction between Old Testament worship and New Testament worship, but this has been the practice of the church or, or of God's people throughout history, um, not just in the New Testament, but also in the Old Testament. We look in the New Testament, we look at Jesus and his apostles and singing the Psalms. This would have been their um, hymn book. <laughs> we, we look at what, what's the most quoted book uh, in the New Testament, the Psalms. You know, yeah. there's, um, it's, it is it's the hard, handbook of hard, the Bible. One hard the, to get yeah. away from. One of the things when we think about people writing new hymns or new songs is, you know, that, you know, in the years past, some of the the hymnody that has the longest shelf life have been written with a certain amount of theological depth in that. Well, when you come to the Psalms, these are theologically deep songs. These are these are songs that are free from error. These are free, songs that are free from speculation. These are these are you know you've get, you've got this inspired uh, scripture, so you have this wonderful spiritual quality when you're singing Psalms. I mean, think about it this way. God, by his Holy Spirit, has inspired a hymn book, and we're going to come to it and say, thank you, but no thanks. We can do it better. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we just have to be careful and just realize what we're saying. Yeah. If this was what the Spirit brought about for the edification of his people, and it's not just a book of the Bible, it was intentionally the hymn book of the church. Yeah. I think we've got to give that credence at mm-hmm. at some point in the church of today. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes maybe we think we can do better or we should do better because we have a preconceived notion of what topics are appropriate for worship or what topics are appropriate for church whereas uh, the Psalms brings us into deep waters that we're we're not always comfortable with. Yeah. And, and it and it is true, you know, one of the things that, you know, when we go through certain tragedies in life and this is goes to your album bitter herbs um you know there's there's something beyond let's just praise the lord you know there's something mm-hmm. you know that you know we might, you know there is a there is a, a content so when there's suffering when we're when we're experiencing suffering and we're experiencing tragedy and that you know um there's psalm 42 why are you cast down O my soul you know why are you disquieted within you? Hope in God. There's a, there's a, there, it takes you back as we were talking the, the other day about the emotions, and it brings you through those things. There's, mm-hmm. there's a song for that. In fact, uh, when you when you're trying to pair up music for worship and make uh, the the sermon and the and the worship music all fit together. The psalms help us do that in marvelous ways. Yeah, I think that the modern church really needs to be challenged with the radical individualism that we have adopted from our culture, from pretty much from post modernity on, and that's influenced the way that we sing. We sing about me, and we sing about my private feelings. And God is all about 
um, feelings. He, it's not yeah. that uh, he's he's void of those things, or or nor does he want his people to be void of those things. But the problem is, is that without having a divinely inspired diet of singing, the church gets out of order. The church gets um, distorted. It's like looking at yourself in one of those um, funland mirrors where you know you're either really short, which I don't have that problem, or you're really <laughs> tall or really wide or really skinny. Um, our singing very much um, indicates what type of health we have in a local church. And with the Psalms, you're singing the very word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many times where there'll be a hymn or a song that we I like, that there is a phrase in there that I cringe. And I'm like, oh, that's not right. That is just not right. If I have to sing one more modern song, that refers to Jesus Christ as the Ancient of Days, a little bit more inside of me is going to die. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ is not the Ancient of Days. God the Father is the Ancient of Days. Almost all modern hymnody gets that wrong. It's not hard. Daniel 7 is very clear about who the Ancient of Days is. And you sing modern hymnody, and almost every time it's, uh, the Ancient of Days is referred to, it's talking about Jesus Christ. Yeah, and and this is one of the wonderful things about singing psalms. We're, we're teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, is what Colossians says. When we're doing when we're doing that, mm-hmm. we're this is we're actually not only singing to God, but we're singing to one another and encouraging one another. That's right. And we're singing God's word mm-hmm. to one another. To one another. So Emily Bateman has been on the show today. Go to salterproject.com. That's Salter spelled with a P, just how you spell Psalms. You can find out information about her two concerts coming up. This has been the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time. 